one thing that's been very powerful for me that I wish I could give every mother business owner or not, but I think massively helps you in your business is to make peace and find your confidence in your motherhood journey. And I mean everything from conceiving to birthing to that postpartum newborn phase to navigating all the phases to come. Welcome to the Seeing in the Dark podcast, the podcast for the women of the ancient futures, women that see beyond eyes and know beyond mind and are here to make a change from a deep communion with the mystery of life. Seeing in the Dark is about walking paths that have not been walked before and daring to show up for the mission and dream life that is knocking on your door. My name is Nicole Nima Costeras, mystic, medium, initiated priestess, and here to take you into the mysteries of purpose, power, ritual, and intuition. May you embody your own unique essence so deeply that your vibration naturally teaches, inspires, and assists others. Let's dive in. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this brand new episode that is actually together with my mentor, Taylor Lee. Taylor Lee is a business mentor and a mother of three under five, I believe. Right, Taylor? Under four. (laughs) Under four. (laughs) Yes. A mother of three under four, an incredible business mentor. She has a seven-figure business And like I said, she has been my mentor over the last year. And I'm super excited to have you on as a guest today and for the audience to have a chance to get to know you as well. So thank you so much for coming on. Oh my gosh, of course. I'm so excited to be here and I could not be more excited for this conversation. Yeah, because like I remember before I started working with you, I think I found you through the group of Melanie and Layer. Yeah, I think I saw a post of you in there. (laughs) And I think one of the things that pulled me in immediately was just you felt really down to earth to me. And that is something I really like. I mean, I love working with business mentors, but many of them also, they were so like like fleshy and like over the top and especially the American ones. No offense. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And so when I saw you, I was like, oh, that's actually really cool. You just seem like a normal mother of of then two. I think, yeah, when I met you, you're a mother of two and just down to earth, you know, and still like in love with business, in love with making good money, in love with creating a free lifestyle for yourself, but just in a really down to earth way. And that was something I really love about who you are and and what you stand for. Thank you. I love that. Yeah, that's me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And the two other things that I really loved is the combination of being a mother and having a seven-figure business, but also simplicity. Like there is something that you bring around simplicity that I really love. And I feel curious, has that always been a part of how you work and what you stand for? Yes. I mean, I always say <laughs> it's such a gift that I'm not a perfectionist. And some a lot of my clients that do come to me do have these perfectionist tendencies. I just am not. I, that's just how I was made. <laughs> that's just who I am. I'm not a perfectionist. And it's such a gift because I can always see the parts of the strategies or the ways that people are doing things that just aren't actually required. 
you know? And I'm like, well, yes. we don't, we could just take these couple things out and just do these and probably still get the same result. And I would consider that not really something I've had to master or, you know, step into, but really just one of my natural gifts and tendencies, which I'm so grateful for, especially as a busy mom. And, and I do, as you know, a lot of that with my clients where, I, like I said, I can point out kind of like, I don't think we need these parts. Let's just stick to these parts and let's let it be yeah. simple. <laughs> and why do you think it's so important or natural for you, this simplicity in life, but also in business? You know, it's important for me because I don't have a lot of time <laughs> and I don't have much energy to waste, especially in this season of my life with, you know, as we're recording this, I have a four month old. And so I'm up multiple times a night. I also have a almost four-year-old that also basically sleeps with us every night for the last few weeks. And, you know, they just kind of, I was talking to my mom about it last night. They just take turns. Like, <laughs> I'm like, Lucy's <laughs> the one that's independently sleeping for now. But a few months ago, that wasn't the case. It's funny. But my point is, is that if you are someone who's in a season like that, whether it is that you're a mother or you want to become one, or maybe you're pregnant, or even if you're not in that phase, but just as women and we have cycles and we navigate so much stuff in our lives, you know, it's, I think it's important. Like we create our businesses for freedom, but I just watch everybody create these businesses that are so complex. And even sometimes when we think that we're automating and funnels, we're going to make it so simple and we end up creating really complicated systems, you know, yeah. or people that will have none of that and make it really, there's, you know, you could go extreme both ways, but yeah, I think it's important that you make your business work for you. And so I like to find the simplest way for me and that works well for a lot of my clients or we have to find, you know, something slightly different that works good for them. Because something that could feel really simple to me, I will still have clients come to me and say, that looks so, that would take me forever. That would, that would be so difficult. So you also have to realize that is that there's, you know, what's simple for one person might be difficult for you, but there is a simple way for mm. you. Yeah, beautiful. Because I think also some of the listeners will go like, wow, she has a seven-figure business and she's a mom of three. Isn't that a lot of work? <laughs> How do you experience that? I will honestly say in this moment, my answer is like, no, it doesn't actually feel like that much. I feel like I'm in such a good place right now. But I also don't want to just come on here and say, I've created so much ease and, you know, I have everything like going perfect in motherhood because you never know. Tomorrow, it could be really difficult and there's just different seasons. So um, I was talking to this with one of my group programs yesterday where it was like, I do think it's important to be honest and say, actually, yeah, sometimes it, I do feel like there is weight on my shoulders and there are a lot of times that I do feel that weight or there are a lot of days and nights, especially that are really hard. And I do feel that, but I will tell you that. And also sometimes in business, there's periods that are hard. It's not even doing the simple way. There's things that happen that just aren't fun or perfect. I don't want to come on here and just pretend like it's all easy breezy all the time. But as that stuff happens, I'm so grateful that I've created my business the way that I have and that I've worked on my mindset the way that I have, because I was thinking about this this morning. I also give myself a lot of permission like I was thinking about this morning, because literally right here, I have my to-do list from yesterday and it's about half done. But I will tell you, I felt like yesterday was so productive. Like I nailed it. I got all the important things done. And, and today going into the day going, oh yeah, there's still half that list there. It's like, well, I got other important things to do today. Like I don't, I used to feel like even before kids, 
I could never get everything done. I was always behind. There's just so much mindset shifts available around all of this where it can feel a lot lighter. So I will tell you, if I wasn't so on top of and committed to my mindset around these things and shifting it as things do start to feel heavy, I don't think it actually would be possible to do what I'm doing because yeah, it technically is a lot. <laughs> yeah. But I, I mean, practically, I remember in one of our sessions, I asked you how many hours a week do you work? And I remember it wasn't actually a shocking amount of hours. So no. practically, I remember I was like, wow, that actually feels really easeful. I don't remember how yeah. many hours it was, but what is your yeah. average amount of hours that you work? So right now and for the last year or two, we've had help with our little ones for about 30 hours a week. So just yeah. like morning into the early afternoon, which is so nice. And that's when I do, I hardly, I don't want to say ever, cause I do sometimes, but I hardly ever work on the weekends. I har- I don't work after the kids go to bed. Very, very occasional. I'll go, okay, I have one last thing I need to do. You know what I mean? But hardly, hardly ever. And I also use that time that the nanny's here to like get dressed, <laughs> be presentable, <laughs> do run, run a couple errands. Sometimes it's so nice to be able to run errands without three kids in the backseat. <laughs> so life is so much easier <laughs> to get some things done. So I do use some of that time for that. So I would say sometimes it might be that full 30 hours. Sometimes it's, it's definitely a little less than that. So yeah, that's works yeah, for beautiful. me. Yeah. yeah. Can you share a little bit, because you said you were talking about the mindset work that you've been doing, like as soon as you notice something starts to feel heavy to, yeah, just to stay in that sense of ease as much as possible. Can you name like a few of those main transformations or shifts that you needed to go through in your mindset? Number one, it's building self-awareness, which is a practice. There's no like magic, you know, like what do I do to be self-aware? It's like, it's just a practice becoming more self-aware. Honestly, for me, it was being willing to be self-aware because I'm a Taurus and I can be very stubborn and I always like to think that I'm right, (laughs) even when things are not working for me. I'm still right, okay? (laughs) I still did the right thing. Um, No, but I've had to break a lot of that and just be willing to be self-aware and be willing to think a different way, see a different perspective. So in my day-to-day, that's what it looks like is just noticing when I get overwhelmed, when I kind of slip into more of like a victimhood kind of thinking of like, all the weight is on my shoulders or I have to do, you know, especially if you have a partner, which I have a husband, (laughs) it's very easy to be like, I'm the one doing everything, which actually may be true for some relationships, but isn't true in mine. When I notice those thoughts creeping up, getting aggravated at him, thinking he's not doing enough, I'm (laughs) doing everything. That's when I really got to stop and go, okay, feel the feeling. I'm feeling this right now. What's actually going on? Am I asking for the help that I need? Am I telling a story that's not even true? Am I taking on a bunch of stuff that I don't even need to be doing, which could be in business, but also in motherhood? You know, I think we live in such a beautiful world. I know I'm going slightly different different direction than you asked, but <laughs> this is what's coming through. But we live in yes. a world where there's so much good information on motherhood and like how to be present and maybe not new parenting styles, but just it's cool. We live in a world where people share information. We can kind of learn how to be the best of the best parent, but even that can be overwhelming. And so I even look at those and I'm like, okay, what here is actually, what actually matters to me? What do I actually feel called to do in my motherhood journey? And what probably doesn't matter that much? So I don't feel like I'm trying to be perfect mom all the time because that's also a lot. So, I mean, I will say that's the biggest practice is practicing being self-aware and being willing 
to think differently. And I'm sure I could think of a lot of beliefs that have shifted, but it's like every day there's something where I'm like, okay, this is how I'm feeling. What's the truth? Or how can I let this be easier, lighter, simpler, let in more support, et cetera? And I think what you embody really beautifully is that to not be a perfectionist. I yeah. think that's really needed also, you know, like yeah. this combination of seven figure business and mother of three, I can imagine that perfectionism cannot really have a place in there. <laughs> no, nope. Yeah, beautiful. So if we would just go back, because I remember also like one of the main reasons of me starting to work with you is because you are a mother and I was in the process of wanting to become pregnant. And then we ended up working together longer. So we actually had a chance of working together during my pregnancy. I think even our pregnancy is overlapped one month, maybe in the summer. Really? Yeah. Oh my gosh. When you told me you were pregnant, I was like, yes. (laughs) It's so exciting. When, when you have a client that tells you like something that they so deeply want and they're just navigating that behind the scenes because that's not what I help people with. <laughs> and then it's just so cool to see, you know, people's lives transform and evolve. And there's so much yeah. that you do personally that was so beautiful to witness. So I'm just so excited for you. <laughs> yeah. And I think there were so many years for me where I've I was feeling resistant towards becoming a mother because I love my business and my mission so much, you know, Mm -hmm. and I always had this fear of, oh, I need to choose. And this was one of the reasons why I felt like I need to find a mentor that embodies this combination, you know, in a really cool way. So when I found you, I saw that, wow, she is actually doing it. And I felt really curious to how. And I like your first seven figure year was actually in your first year as a mother can you share a little bit about that because that's also pretty insane (laughs) you know it is and I would not have thought like this is just my experience was when I became a mom it felt very difficult but also like the best thing I was so I wanted it so badly so I was so happy and it felt really difficult navigating motherhood the first couple months and there's a lot of reasons that I sucked at letting in help I had no family, (laughs) no family lived near us. And my husband went back to work really quickly. And I had a lot of pressure on me, like get back into business, like, you know, this big comeback. Like I was just pushing that way too soon. You know, I was thinking, okay, she's two weeks old. She can just sleep here. And then I can have all my papers here and be trying to plan. And I, I just had so much pressure on myself. But eventually, I remember I was having my friend, my best friend was like, you're rushing into it. And stubborn, stubborn Taurus. I'm like, no, I'm not. I'm fine. I can do this. But she was right. She usually is the one that's right. (laughs) And I like let myself off the hook as I call it. I just like released that pressure. I was like, this is not working. And then a couple more months went by. So she's like four, five months at this point. And that's when I was like, okay, I'm ready. And I'm going to go for this next level with my baby. Like I'm feeling more grounded in motherhood, more solid. We've got routines. I'm finally feeling healed and rested. I was also healing from a CSA. I'm like, can't even, I'm not even supposed to be walking up and down stairs still from surgery. And I'm trying to plan business thing. You know what I mean? Like, come on, Taylor, past Taylor. But anyway, I just decided. And you know, it was one of the most powerful years for me because so much of what I had learned about manifesting and and all these things, like just decide is like a very calm. It's like, what, how do you do that? But you literally can just decide like, this is where I'm going. This is who I'm going to be. And 
it just was like the most powerful moment of my business that I can think of where I really did that, where I was like, I'm done feeling like I'm stuck. I'm done feeling like a victim. I'm done feeling like this is so confusing. And I'm just going to decide like, I'm going to this next level. Of course, I had my numbers in mind, which was actually 50K months and then quickly became 100K months and going to a million. And I, I just went for it. But in going for it, it was like, I know that this is going to look differently, right? So I would like take Ruby on a walk in her stroller and I'd box her clients. And then I had a little bit of help. Finally, I let myself get help. And then I would do like a couple hours of work and then I would be done for the day. It's like, I just had to hold the vision of the money I wanted to make and the business I wanted to grow and what I wanted it to look like and kind of make it fit in the time that I had slash the time that I wanted. Because I could have had a nanny for eight, nine, 10 hours a day if I wanted. You could always, but that's not what I wanted, right? Mm-hmm. I also could have stayed because I, I felt so much guilt getting help at all. And like I said, I didn't have my mom like down the street or I didn't have anyone to help. So it's like I had to like release all this mom guilt and go, it's okay for me to have someone come into my home and take her for two, three, four hours at a time or any amount of time I want. And um, yeah, I will say that year, I had a million dollar year. The, my first year being a mom, she was 13 months old when I crossed a million in a year. And probably the biggest thing was learning how to decide where I was going and just hold the vision even when it didn't make sense and letting in help mm, and being supportive. Beautiful. Yeah. yeah. I love this also, what you're sharing about the decision on where you're going, even if it doesn't seem to go that way. Because actually in the first seven months of this year, like my business went through such a big change and I thought, what is happening here? It just yeah. felt like complete chaos. But actually looking back now, it was exactly what needed to happen for me now to actually have a foundation where next year I can have my biggest year ever. And the yeah. planning is so relaxed. You know, I feel that like we took a look at the planning and it's it's simple. There is no big launches until September. I have three months of maternity leave. I have the summer months off and I don't have any pressure to work full days until September, basically. And still, it can be my biggest year ever. And I'm super grateful for that because I think that, you know, calling in support for me, one of the things was calling in a mentor that has been walking that path before me because I also think that so many of us in business we're trying to figure it all out by ourselves yeah we're kind of like struggling unnecessary and I feel super grateful because I feel everything is ready and prepared and I feel I can go into motherhood from ease and with trust and with the spaciousness to be a mother because like you said I don't want to have our child like spend so much time with a nanny or even with family you know, right. I also want to spend my time as a mother. Aww. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's it's so it's so interesting how in hindsight you can see like those slower periods or harder periods or more confusing periods, like I don't think they always have to happen, <laughs> but they often do precede those the best year ever, the quantum leap, the big takeoff, whatever you want to call it. And it's really a gift to start to learn that so that when you're in it, you can just okay, this is for me. This is, it's all going to be good. I'm going to get to the other side of this. And it's just a part of growth is what I've really learned. And I've gotten a lot better at navigating those periods. And sometimes I swear, I think that's why the universe sends me clients that have to navigate those periods. Because every time I have a client going through it, I'm like, universe? Because I don't mind, like that's, I don't mind. I'm like, I know what's going on here, you know? And we've had that conversation a lot. I'm like, this is going to be good. 
This is going to be good. It just <laughs> is a little dark right now. <laughs> <laughs> and it's it's actually really fulfilling with my clients to to see that whole cycle complete, which I'm it's just how our package worked out and I took a maternity leave, which is why we went a little longer, et cetera. It's just Yes. I think about that. I'm like, oh, that was so perfect. Like that was so meant to be. I'm so grateful I got to see the full that full cycle just kind of complete itself. And yeah, I mean, there's more to come for you next year. So I'm I'm just excited. <laughs> yeah. Cause I think one of the things that you teach about a lot is also becoming unwavering. Yeah. Right. So mm-hmm. it's about when those stormy weathers happen in your business or inside yourself, can you stay unwavering? Can you stay in that trust? Can you share a little bit more about that? Because I think many of the listeners, like regardless of where they are, their business journey, some they're maybe thinking about starting a business, others have a successful business, but all of us go through those stormy weathers inside ourselves and our business where we think, oh my God, I don't know if this is ever going to work out or if my business is crumbling to the ground now. Oh my gosh. What did you say to them? (laughs) Yeah. Well, the concept of unwavering has been so huge for me and it came through when I was in one of those lower and just harder years, which was funny enough, the year that I wanted to get pregnant and become a mom. And I did end up getting pregnant, but I had so much fear in me from having a previous loss and also so much fear in me of like that weight on your shoulders that is real and also self-induced of just like, now there's so much pressure too. I'm going to be a mom and I have to provide. And also what if I want a maternity leave and all these things. But that was a hard year for me. And it was especially difficult to navigate because I had put myself in really great mentorship. I had like one of the mentors out there that just has the biggest client results I had ever seen at the time. And maybe even still like her clients, it just, that's why one reason I hired her, which maybe is the right or wrong reason, depending on how you look at it was like, I'm hiring her because all of her clients take off. That's what it looks like. Right. And I'm in her mastermind. I actually did one-on-one, but I got gifted her mastermind, which this is one reason I love masterminds, but they're also very interesting to navigate with clients for the first time. I was that client. I was the client that just stayed so stuck and was not growing and was not having these big wins. And it it seemed like every single other woman in there was like, I mean, I was, I was in this mastermind for a year and some of the women went from 10 K months to hundred K months. I was like, it was just mind boggling. And I actually had my first dip in yearly revenue ever in my business. It was year four from there. It was just like kind of up and up. And then that year was down and I, it was so instantaneous. I remember I was like, okay, universe, <laughs> as I often do have these couple, I'm like, why are all these other women taking off and I'm not? And this was probably more so my intuition, but I just heard they're more unwavering than you. And honestly, that was the correct answer. <laughs> that was, it was wow. spot on. It could not have been more spot on. And for whatever reason in that moment, I wasn't triggered by it. I was just like, oh, okay. I can do that. I can be more unwavering because I was not being, I was very wavering all the time, 24 seven about everything for some, we go through those periods, right? Where you're like, why can I not just like get my act together? (laughs) That was me that year. Um, So being unwavering is to me, it's kind of what we talked about in the beginning of the episode. When I talk about it, sometimes people will say, I'm trying so hard to be unwavering, but I just keep wavering. Being unwavering does not mean never wavering. I still waver probably close to every single day, there's little things that I'm wavering on. But the things I waver on have gotten smaller and the length, this is the most important piece, the amount of time I spend wavering has gotten 
way shorter. I think being unwavering is just being willing to notice self-awareness. Oh, I'm, I'm just wavering on this thing. Take your power back and go, no, this is what I want. This is how I'm going to do it. This is what I'm working toward. And so we could talk about that topic all day. <laughs> and I'd be thrilled to do but that's what it is to me because I, I just notice with clients, one thing I'll say is that there's a big difference between the client that comes to me and says, you know, this year has been horrible. I've had a huge dip in my revenue. I don't know what's going on. Like, and have all these like thoughts, like that something's wrong with them. That they're not doing the right thing. It's all like problem, 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 problem. And they're like, how do I make more money? But then there's clients that will come to me and they could actually be in the same financial situation and go, okay. I'm done with how things have been going. I'm so ready. I know it's possible. I'm so ready to get here. How do we make it happen? Like they're just going to keep working toward their vision versus staying so focused on what's not working right now. you got to be willing to just like from a mindset point of view, like just think differently, focus on something else. And trust me, I know it's hard because I've been there. And still sometimes I have things where I'm like, did I really just spend like six months wavering about that thing and didn't even notice? <laughs> what still happens? <laughs> and when you speak about wavering, you mean it's like you're doubting, yes. overthinking, taking on heavy perspectives in your business, like feeling insecure and then over-focusing on the insecurity, things like that, right? Yes, 100%. Yeah. And when you're unwavering, it's about fully being in that trust. And even if you see a wobble, to not let it shake you out of alignment completely, but just to be playful and take it a bit lighter. Yeah. And no, like I know how it feels to me in this season of my business specifically is like, I know my vision, I know where I'm going and I'm so committed to it that I don't even really have a timeline on it. It's like, if it happens next year, great but I'm just going to go for it. And I know it's like, I, because I'm unwavering and I have such perspective from just being in business for so long, I know there's going to be moments where I'm not on track. I know there's going to be launches that don't go how I want them to go. And when that happens, not even if, when that happens, I'm just going to keep going. I'm going to learn from them as I can, and I'm going to keep going. And that's how I'm going to get there. And it might be December 31st of next year that I cross this goal. It might be like my first million was actually March of 2021. So it was in 12 months, March to March. Mm -hmm. I didn't cross it by December, but I just kept going. And I always joke, but I mean, it's like, do you think that I was disappointed in March when it was like, I crossed a million in 12 months? No, I I didn't care (laughs) at all that it didn't happen in December. (laughs) I was thrilled. So um, I think it's not, not necessarily to say that to be unwavering, you have to remove the timeline, but I will say that that has helped me. I love it. Yeah. So one of the things you say is you love helping to help women have their biggest years ever. Mm -hmm. And actually like working together, like even this year where I felt 10 months completely off track and then suddenly the last two months of the year, boom, I just like caught up on everything in two months. That's, I think that's such a powerful example of never like letting your insecurities take hold of you because Like you don't know what happens in those last few months of the year, you know, even if your whole year has gone like crap, according to your own perspective, then still so much can change. And now there is that foundation where I can grow to 300,000, 400,000 and beyond. But what is it about, like, why does that excite you to help women have their biggest years ever? 
it's not necessarily about having their biggest year ever, but it is. What really excites me with my clients is knowing that those numbers that they're going after are actually to create this life that they want. And because that's what had to happen for me was this was the case for my first six figure year. And it was definitely the case for my first seven figure year. Like I had a vision for some reason, mine always has to do with where I live, like the home I live in. But you know, when I was going for my first six figure year, it was like, I was living in this unfinished apartment that I hated everything about basically like the landlord, the neighborhood, why we were there. Just, it was just not the vibe. And I just had this vision, which now doesn't seem all that crazy or big at all, but it was like, we're going to, we're going to move out of this place and we're going to rent somewhere in a cute little neighborhood and it's just going to be so much better. And it was nothing extravagant, but it did require to be spending double the amount on rent, you know? And then, Mm -hmm. you know, I got a slightly nicer car and it's not just about things, but it's interesting because those shifts in my lifestyle led to the shifts that I have in my lifestyle now, which technically do cost more money. But for me, it's not even about the things it's about like what my kids are going to see and what's going to be normal for them. It's also about like convenience. I don't spend my time frustrated about things. I mean, since we've moved, we bought this house that was like the dream house and it's immediately the water system didn't work. The AC broke like every, but it's not, it's a little comical, (laughs) but it's not actually financially stressful. It's like, instead of being, which is what I grew up in, constant financial stress about everything to my kids won't see that. It's like, okay, well, we'll handle it. You know what I mean? So I always think about that of like, what do I want my kids to see? Because on one hand, we have like millions and wealth and no financial stress. And then we also have like business, like build a business and work hard and, you know, create money, create wealth, create something. And then we also have like the homestead (laughs) side of it, which is like simple, slow living and the goats and the (laughs) baby animals and making bread. And and so I, I think a lot about that, but that's the point is really thinking about what you want your life to be and realizing that you can create something that is completely unique to you, which is kind of like, I mean, I'm sh- maybe there's someone else out there that has similar lifestyle to me, of course, but I feel like I'm creating something I haven't seen before. There's not really an example and it's a privilege and it's totally a freedom to be able to ponder that. Like I have complete freedom to go, what do I want my kids to witness around money? What do I want? Like the conversations, but also the literal financial situation we have is like now completely in my control. So it's really beautiful. I like to see my clients, you know, dream about that too. And I like to get to watch that shift. And honestly, it usually doesn't cost as much money as you think I've actually found (laughs) to have a lot more freedom than you currently have. But also, yeah, I mean, that's, that's what the money does. It gives you those, those abilities, more beautiful place to live, but also complete freedom to imagine the exact lifestyle you want, including values, how you spend your time, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, I love that you bring this in. So you, you're actually what I hear you say, yes, it's beautiful to have your biggest year ever. But it's even more important that it gives you the possibilities to live a lifestyle that is your like one of your dreams. Yeah, yeah exactly. Beautiful. So you're actually mentioning something about your first six figure year and then something about your first seven figure year. And I just feel really curious, what was the biggest difference in your inner and business growth towards your first six figure year and towards your first seven figure year. Okay. What's funny is that those two years are the years where I say I nailed it. There actually wasn't 
very much difference. I mean, strategically, I could tell you some differences, but inner, just a different number on the brain. Mm-hmm. When I had my first six-figure year, I was not having a million-dollar year, like never cr- – it wasn't even that I didn't think it was possible. Like it just didn't cross my mind. It didn't even exist. Like it wasn't a possible – you know what I mean? Like I didn't even think about it ever. Having a six-figure year felt like – which I, arguably I didn't even really think about – that kind of happened on accident. But I was just focused on growing my client. Like I wanted to be a fully booked coach is what I focused on. I wanted to have a full client. I wasn't even thinking about six figures actually. When I crossed, I was like, What? <laughs> Um, but it was the same energy where I had a vision. I held that vision. I knew who I was becoming, who I was going to be when I, that vision was a reality. And I showed up as her every single day, even when it made sense. And trust me, both of those years, there was a lot of moments where it didn't make sense, but it came together through a lot of days of showing up as that version of myself. And strategically also a lot didn't actually change. But I will say the biggest thing that probably changed for seven figures was, like I said, I intentionally went for seven figures. That actually felt like a potential possibility for me. It was in my realm of existence, different business model, different pricing, and a lot of momentum behind me, right? I had Mm. at least five years of momentum behind me. So my audience was automatically bigger, right? My visibility was automatically higher and maybe some shifts, some slight shifts in messaging too, but I have always kept it simple. So really most of my clients have come from the same things, posting and stories and emails and doing content events. It looked actually kind of similar, <laughs> but it's interesting that especially the inner work, like um, when I look at it, I'm like, that. those were almost identically the exact same years internally, mm. just different numbers, different visions. Yeah. So more like natural growth actually happening. Yeah. Natural growth. And I want to say that because like you said, I know there's people that are listening at different levels and unwavering as well. It's like, keep going. Just even if you don't know where you're going, keep going and building that momentum (laughs) because I think you will look back and realize the same thing. You'll, I look back and I think of year one Taylor and I'm like, so proud of her. So thankful for her. And just like, high five, like you nailed it. (laughs) He is why I'm where I am today. And, and yeah. she built so much momentum. And I've had a, some years where I've had dips and I've showed up differently or I've had to navigate a lot of heavy stuff. I'm proud of that version of me too. But those two years, I nailed it. <laughs> Very Beautiful. similar process. Mm, interesting. I love that. Because yeah. I also sometimes feel like, okay, what should I be doing differently? But actually, we had that also in a few of our sessions. I don't need to do that much different. I actually know what I'm doing. And just continuing doing that will naturally bring more growth. You'll notice different things, but it's the same. When I was going for my six-figure year and charging $3,000, my first coaching package ever versus doing hourly freelance work, I had to do some mindset work around why someone would hire me for that price and commit to four months and why me? And seven figures, I had to do similar things where it was like, then I was doing $20,000 packages and year-long mastermind. And so I I did similar work around that, just different numbers, different vision is really what changed. But I mean, you know, that actually, I think that's the surprising part of my work with my clients is a big part of it is reminding them, no, actually you are doing everything right. Like let's keep going and not actually like changing a whole bunch. Yeah. 
Nice. So I just want to spiral it back to the simplicity. Yeah. So if the listener is like, wow, I actually really want to also simplify more in my business while I keep growing. Like what is a like tip or one or two tips that you would give them to simplify their business? Something I would think about is maybe two things. If someone were to, everyone probably has different businesses, but if you were to make a sale today, if a client were to come in today how would that probably happen? I always want to know strategically what that would be. So for me, it's like, and I know that this, if you haven't had this happen yet, or if it's been a long time, you could totally get in your own head about this, but genuinely you could share on stories, your offer in a couple slides, really simply. And someone could DM you to buy, you could write a post and you don't even have to pitch in the post, but you could write a post that really speaks to someone's soul because it actually means something to you. And they could DM you and go, I've got to work with you. Like, tell me your packages. How does – like, that will happen. Same thing. Some people will be like, I have an email list. I don't email them. Why? <laughs> We've had some good email <laughs> marketing conversations. Yes. Like, you could send an email today and make a sale. Those are easy, quick things. Now, I know if you're not in the practice of them, you'll be like, writing an email takes me an hour. Well, that's a whole nother conversation. It doesn't need, it should take you like 10 minutes, maybe 20 if you're getting fancy with it. But like, but also that just comes from practice and it comes from self-trust. Usually it doesn't take people, a, when it takes people a long time to create content, it's not normally that they suck at it. It's that they're wavering. They're questioning every word they're writing. They're doubting yeah. if it's going to work. They hear all these mentors in their head and all those Instagram posts they've read about if you say this, 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 like just write what's on your heart. Just start practicing writing what's on your heart then bring a little strategy into it. The other thing I would look at kind of like next level is maybe a strategy for like a launch. So for me, I do content events. Nicole does these too, whatever you like to call them, but that just means have people sign up for something free. It can be one day, three days, five days. I don't care. Gather a group and then offer them something special. I like to do that at least a couple of times a year Back in the day though, I would do it every month when I was really new because I just was practicing and building momentum. I think it's nice to have like a strategy where you can go out and it's kind of repeatable. There's a conversion rate there. If I get this many people in the free thing, 3% will buy, 5% will, like it's more predictable and you can kind of plug and play it on a schedule that works for you. Yeah. Oh, that's a system. We over, what's a system? I don't have any system. That's a system. It's a really great one to have. But also just daily sales are possible too. And that, that could come from a couple actions that take you 30 minutes, maybe an hour a day to bring in sales. I think those would be two really important things to look at to make money yeah. simply. And I love this plug and play, you call them, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I love it because actually I didn't have these plug and play launches and I have them now. And I yeah. know it will make my life so much easier next year. Oh as my mother. gosh. Because I will just be able to say, okay, team, we're going to launch this and all the emails are ready. All like the layout for the masterclass is ready. Everything is ready. I just yeah. have to say, let's go. And we go. Yeah. <laughs> and that's such a good reminder for people who are earlier on, or I've rebuilt quite a few things this year. So I'm in the trenches too. It feels like when you're launching something for the first time, it is just factually more work. You're designing yes. an offer. Maybe you're creating a whole sales page, writing every email, every post, coming up with a new content event if you choose to do one, like every landing page. Like it's a, if you write all those tasks down, it is a lot. But this is why it's so important to launch offers that are really aligned to you and that are your truth, not what this coach is doing or what you think will sell. 
because those are the ones that you will repeat. And then yeah. when you repeat, like now Nicole has, I mean, I don't know exactly how you have it organized, but like what we do is like a Google doc, all the emails are there. Now your sales yeah. page exists. You can launch it in a few more months. And again, on keeping things simple, I do know there's people who fear, can I really launch the same thing to my audience again? Yes. Yes. <laughs> you can. <laughs> you should. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Beautiful. I think that's super helpful. Yeah. 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 I love everything we've been talking about so far. And Me too. I also just like as we're coming towards the end of this conversation, um, we've been talking a lot about motherhood and business as a combination, simplifying. So I also feel curious, is there anything you want to say about mothers or mothers-to-be as they're in this business journey and as they're listening to this conversation, including myself, <laughs> because I will be a mother in three months now, three, as we're recording this, so when it comes out even sooner. But yeah, I think you have this experience of being a mom of three kids under four, having this seven-figure business, like mm -hmm. having the beautiful simplicity that you have. Like, yeah, what would you say to them? What comes to mind, which is very different than my normal advice, which is not something I normally say, is I think one thing that's been very powerful for me that I wish I could give every mother business owner or not, but I think massively helps you in your business is to make peace and find your confidence in your motherhood journey. And I mean everything from conceiving to birthing to that postpartum newborn phase to navigating all the phases to come. I mean, I sound like a motherhood pro over here with these three kids, but I'm only barely four years in myself. And I know that my kids are going to go through, there's so many phases with my little ones I haven't navigated yet. And I don't know how to navigate and I'm going to figure it out as I go. I will tell you, my first six figure year was really easy. I had this naive confidence. I had never, of course, everyone has their fair share of childhood trauma and things like this, but I never had anything that bad actually happen to me that made me feel not worthy, not capable. But having a miscarriage took me out for a minute because it felt like something that you want so badly can go away. Having a emergency C-section when I so badly wanted that natural birth and like focused on it so much took a lot of my confidence away. In certain periods of having my babies, I have lost my confidence. I, I can like, I'm like tearing up. <laughs> That's what I wish for all moms is find peace with whatever that journey throws at you and find your confidence in it. Because even when things go not how you wanted them to, you survived it and you did it. And that has helped me so much in business because now I really trust myself in motherhood. I'm so proud of all of my births and everything I've navigated with pregnancy and all these things, even the parts that were hard, especially the parts that were hard. And now in my business, again, I feel like I can do anything. So yeah. that is just so, I think that's the gift there are some things where it's like, yeah, us women do have it harder. Like this is not fair, but there's such a gift as well. And is in being a woman and having babies and navigating motherhood. And then also getting to run this kind of business where you're changing lives and where you can literally create ultimate freedom, but you're not going to be able to do that when you don't believe in yourself. And I think unfortunately the most badass thing that we ever get to do, I think becoming mothers really can shake your confidence. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so don't let it. And if it has, 
it's worth going back and doing the inner work around it and and shifting your perspective. You deserve healing around that and it will serve you. Yeah. And I think your last birth was like the cherry on the cake, right? Because oh, yeah. I, <laughs> I listened to your story and I was like, wow, you go, Taylor. Like <laughs> you're like holding your ground. Like with 41 weeks and six days, I think your son yeah. came and you had one day left before they would like make your birth medical, yeah. if I remember well. Yeah. And like you were holding your ground until the end. And I can imagine that that was also such an incredible boost to your confidence and that you can trust your body and trust yeah. yourself in yeah how you feel it will go. And a really amazing four-hour home birth that yeah. mentally was so good. I was like, I was just part of the whole thing, like very, it was cool. It was like my first birth with no fear at all because, you know, mm. you never gone through it. It's a little nerve wracking. And then the second time was nerve wracking too, because the first experience was so different. And the third one, I was like, yep, this is exactly how it's supposed to feel. This is exactly how it's supposed to go, yeah. which you can totally embody in your first birth, but also you never experience it. So of course, I mean, that's how I've made peace with it. It's like, mm. I can see these parts where it's like, of course you didn't know that. And I will tell you, as I've made peace with those parts of my birth, I've also made peace with things in my business I've navigated where it's like, oh, where I was like, why did I mess that up? Why did I drop the ball? I self-sabotaged. I'm like, well, of course you didn't know how to hold all of that. You never had all of that before. You never mm. navigated that before. You know what I mean? And then I've, and then you learned how to navigate it. So now when something new comes up, you're going to learn how to navigate that too. And you're going to trust yourself more. And so it's going to be easier to figure that out. That is so important, woman or not. But I just think it's really helped me to do that inner work around motherhood and birth and pregnancy and all those things that come with it. It's such a magical period. And it's sad that actually a lot of women, there's statistics on it, but a large portion of women feel negatively about their birth experience. Yeah. And that's really sad because no matter how your birth has gone, even if it wasn't fair or whatever, you're such a badass. You know what I mean? And you did. And you still birthed that baby and you created life. And I don't think there's anything cooler than that. So Yeah, I love that. <laughs> so if the listeners feel curious about you and your work, we'll, of course, link everything below this episode as well. But do you want to share a bit about where they can find out more about you? Yes. So I'll leave you guys with two things. The best places to come connect would be Instagram, which I gave you the link for. It's at underscore the Taylor Lee. And then also my podcast, since you're already listening to one, you can just search um, for me on the podcast app. It's called Fully Free with Taylor Lee. Yeah. And I love your podcast. I've been binge listening a lot to it. <laughs> yeah. I want to thank you so much, not only for today's conversation, but also for the whole year of mentorship together. I feel I go into motherhood and into the next level of my business, like prepared, relaxed and with confidence. Um, yeah. And also just thank you for being a beautiful example of this combination of, of motherhood and business, because I really loved following you on that journey. And also, yeah, your birth story of your most recent birth was like, yes. <laughs> Thank <laughs> yeah. you. Yeah. Oh Thank God. you so much for everything. You are so welcome. Thank you for having yeah. me today and, and hosting this conversation. And I'm excited for the world to find out about your little one on the way. Yes. Um, and I'm so excited for them to, to hear this conversation as well. Yeah. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for listening today and I will see you again next week. Much love. Did you receive any inspiration, motivation or powerful breakthroughs by listening to this episode? Then 
please share this episode by taking a screenshot and tagging me in your stories at nicole.nima.costeres. I would love to celebrate you, share you in my stories, and it would mean so much to have my work reach more powerful, passionate women like you. Thank you so much and looking forward to see you next week.